Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase. Tonight, some former Rams aren't too happy with the team. Plus, the draft class is set. Let's meet the newest Rams. And later, the draft wasn't the only avenue the Rams added talent. We introduced the UDFAs next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, and I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. A lot of stuff to get into. We just had the draft. The draft was just last week. We did a whole episode just draft-related last week. I do have unfortunate news. There is no fan cases. I got put in Facebook jail. I wasn't able to ask for any. I realized that I could have asked other places, but work has also been bananas this week, so I had a difficult time uh, getting anything out, really. In personal life, we got a lot of work done. That's good, I guess. But actually, <laughs> to let you guys, I'll just tell you guys what happened on, on Facebook, because um, it's not that crazy, actually. So, uh, the, without going into too much backstory, because I don't like to give away my occupation. Actually, I don't know. Is that weird that I don't? I don't like to just blast that out what I do for a living. Uh, but either way, uh, so I, I put a post on Facebook asking if anybody in my local area of the the fountain in Colorado Springs-ish area uh, needed a cat. And uh, obviously not my cat. That's ridiculous. I love my cat. My cat's awesome. Uh, But I ended up, somebody commented, like, oh, you're getting rid of Carl? Like, no, first of all, that's the dumbest. You're dumb for even thinking that. You're not my friend thinking that I'd even consider giving away my cat. And uh, so what I commented was I'll murder somebody if they try to take Carl from me. And now I'm in Facebook jail. Because Facebook is apparently not living on those John Wick vibes where if somebody takes your animal or harms your animal, then you kill them. And they're not about that life, and I'm sure neither is YouTube. So just to let you know, YouTube, we're not actually killing anybody because my cat's here. He's fine. Okay? I don't need to. Anyway, that's why I didn't ask <laughs> ask for fan quesos, so I do apologize about that. Cody, we're still pushing yours to next week. Uh, a big part of that was I really wanted to talk about this draft class. Uh, so we do, I have your list already done, though, the top five. And uh, so we'll, we'll get some more of those going. And also when we bring back Rest of the West next week, this is now when I'm going to start doing those rankings that I talked about a few weeks back. Uh, I wanted to wait until about now because I wanted to see these rosters a little bit more filled out. And basically what we're doing with the, the the rest of the West segment is not only will we go over the news, we're not going to do that today. We know uh, the big story here, which is that I absolutely nailed my Niners draft pick uh, long before it, it happened. And there's video evidence right here on this very channel, if you guys want to go find it, that right away I was like, I feel like it's Trey Lance. Like <laughs> They're saying Mac Jones, but I'm getting mad Trey Lance vibes. And that's exactly what happened. They did take Trey Lance, the 49ers did, with the third overall pick. And I honestly, like, he he read it, and I was like, yeah, like, this is what should have happened a long time ago. John Lynch worked for Fox, 
and they didn't even know he was he was getting interviewed and about to get hired for the 49ers GM job. The 49ers don't let stuff out. If if a story comes out and leaks out uh, something like that of like who they're going to draft or what they're going to do with this, this big signing, or whatever, my immediate reaction when it's the 49ers specifically, they're very good about keeping things in house when it's the 49ers specifically. I call BS immediately. All right. Yeah, there's a D or a, <laughs> there is plenty. of D. There's there's a J immediately. And I, I felt it right away. I felt it in my bones and I was right. So, I mean, I don't get anything for that. I just get to say that on Ram Showcase on while the camera's pointed I was on TV. Maybe I'm on TV. I don't know if this is maybe your TV. It's a nice living room you got here, man. <laughs> uh, but I nailed it. And that's all I get. That's all I get is I got to be like, boom, called it. All right, next. Like, that's whatever. That's my Jostradamus win for this time because I've butchered the rest of them. I put out a whole video explaining why I didn't think the Rams were going to sign Deshaun Jackson. Look at where we are now. So (laughs) it happens. All right. Let's talk about some of these former Rams that are upset with the team. This is not something that we're... We're, we're new to uh, former players being upset with our squad. This also, though, I want to preface this entire section here by saying this is one of the reasons why I'm always about the Rams, not necessarily the players. I like these players, and I always hope that while they're Rams, they play really, really good football, and they do an awesome job, and they're just awesome. They're, they're out in the community. They're scoring touchdowns. They're doing flips into the end zone. They're stiff-arming people. They're blasting people with shoulders and causing fumbles they're sacking quarterbacks all that stuff love all of it love all of that all of that aspects of the football game but sometimes when players leave then you kind of see who they are a little bit that they never really cared about you the team or anything else all right they were just there for the money which i can't even blame them for that i really can't because first of all most of the time you don't even get to really pick your team it's pretty rare for a team to be able to be like okay eh, this one i'll go here Usually you're either drafted or there's like one team that wants to sign you. And that's just what happens. Unless you're a huge name, you're probably not getting that much attention. Even even guys that we like a lot, you know, Josh Reynolds even, like he didn't have a big market. Austin Blythe, I think he had a decent market, but ended up going to the Chiefs. I respect that. That's cool. Uh, but they also took, uh, what's his face, from the draft. So uh, he's got some battle there, which is going to be interesting to see what happens there. I hope Blythe doesn't lose his starting gig because we could absolutely use him. And I think we should have kept him. But, hey, that's not my job. But either way, that's kind of that's kind of part of it is these guys leave and things happen. We loved Todd Gurley while he was here, right? I did. I was, I was, I was a big Gurley guy. But... When he left and then just started bashing us immediately, it was like, oh, okay, you were just all about the Rams because we drafted you. It had nothing to do with us or the team or the coach or the city or anything. We just drafted you. We gave you a big extension. So, yeah, you said go Rams. Of course you did. Clay Matthews. Of course he, I mean, he, he did say he wanted to play for the Rams. But then he places one year with the Rams out of a two-year contract. He gets cut and then starts bashing the Rams. Where's my money? Where's my... Like, dude, I don't know how it all works, but you don't air it out on social media, I can tell you that much. And the reason that I relate to that a little bit is is simply the fact that, like, if, if my job stopped paying me, I would stop showing up. That's how that's going to work, you know what I mean? I don't do it for the love of the game. <laughs> I'm not I'm not out there doing this stuff just because I'm, I'm here for it and I'm about this life and I've dedicated myself to it or anything like that. No, if they stop paying me, I'm not coming anymore. 
that's it. Or if they tell me to stop crying, I'm not going to fight it. I'm going to be like, all right, peace, like new company time, whatever. And uh, it's it, you got to be yourself. I mean, that's the big thing here. And and for these players and myself, and I'm sure you, many of you guys as well, is the company is awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome to be there. I like my job. I don't hate my job one bit. But you got to worry about yourself. And I respect that. And that's why I'm here for the team, not the players. Because they're all in here for themselves, while the team is always here for us. That's the corniest way that I can put that. But it also makes the most sense in my heart. We'll say I was going to say brain, but we'll, we'll go with heart. Because it just, <laughs> we're going on that vibe. So, either way. Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib, two former short-term L.A. Rams who happened to did, they did play in the Super Bowl for the Rams. But they are both not happy with how their time ended with the Rams in 2019 and are now deciding that they need to let the world know that in 2021 in the offseason in May. On, well, I think this actually came out yesterday, so not on Cinco de Mayo. I'm recording on Cinco de Mayo. So today, my cat's name is actually Carlos. It happens. So Marcus Peters says that he felt disrespected by the Rams when he was traded, and then the Rams went for Jalen Ramsey. Peters says that he does a little bit more than Ramsey, but I guess he forgot that he was cornerback too when he was an L.A. Ram, so I'm not sure where he's getting that information or what he's looking at. Maybe he's only looking at interceptions because... In fairness, he did have some more than than Jalen Ramsey has had in his time as an L.A. Ram, but also got targeted more often because Jalen Ramsey shuts down his guy. He doesn't get burned and then look at the rest of the defense like, where were you guys at, Marcus Peters? Come on, man. If you're going to blow your coverages, don't look at everybody else and be like, what happened here? At least Jalen's not doing that. Jalen's actually blanketing his 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 guy. He's on, he's on his guy. He's not letting his guy get open. Meanwhile, Marcus Peters has got 20 yards away from him running down the field with the football and looking back at Kenny Young like, what happened, man? What are you? What happened? You blew your coverage, Marcus. That's what happened. I don't understand why this is dis- why he decided to come out right now. Uh, but he he was he felt like he was disrespected. And all this tells me is that Les Snead is living rent free in Marcus Peters' head. And I'm here for it. I loved Marcus Peters when he was an L.A. Ram. I loved it. That first touchdown he had for for the Rams, it was week one against the Raiders. That that pick six that he had, loved it. I, that was my favorite play of the year. I, I called it right away. I was like, I love this. I love all of this. That's my favorite play. Uh, I, it's big competition for favorite play. I don't know if it'll be beat, and it didn't. Okay? <laughs> Spoiler alert. It did not. Unless you want to count, technically, that, uh, that field goal in overtime by Jeezy in the NFC Championship game. Because... That was one of the best moments of my life. So I'll give, I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. And by the way, my Jeezy jersey is up on my wall over here. It's still not framed. Still not framed. Had an issue with my order, actually, and my money got returned, and I was like, what the heck? And they didn't give me a frame for free. Can you believe that? Rude, right? So anyway, Marcus Peters, who was the cornerback, too, says that he does more than uh, what's probably the best cornerback in the NFL today in Jalen Ramsey. Uh, to which I would love to know what he's looking at, what tape he's watching. Uh, please provide it. I mean, you don't necessarily, I'm not the guy you have anything to prove to. I'm just a dude who sits here in my apartment and talks about the Rams once a week. But, ah, I hated this story. Marcus, come on, man. You're better than this, dude. You know what? No, this is right in line with Peters, actually. This is just who he is. 
he's not better or worse than this. This is Marcus Peters. This is, this is, this is just who he is. Oh man. But guess who else is mad? Akib Talib. Akib Talib from Kansas. Uh, I was never a fan of Talib, uh, all the way back. Years and years and years. Like early Talib days, I was just not a fan of Talib. Uh, when he came to the Rams, uh, and, and you guys, I'm sure know this. It was like, hey, I don't really like this guy that much, but hey, while he's here, I hope he makes some plays. Hope he balls out. Hope he does awesome. Let's go, Teep. Like, a keep. I mean, Teep. Let's go, keep. And so Marcus Peters decided on the same podcast, by the way. It's, it's uh, Tlaib's podcast that Peters was on. Uh, they, they, they apparently got together just to talk about the Rams. So, I mean, we're living in your head rent-free, man, but... Akeem Tlaib, he said he came out, he felt like he was kicked off the team being traded to the Dolphins in what was really a salary cap move. He felt like he was kicked off the team. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of exactly what happened to Keeb. You got kicked off, you get traded, you're getting kicked off the team, basically. Everybody's like, dude, all right, get out. The story is rather interesting, if you guys care to watch it, or uh, to, to read it, I mean, you can go, I'm sure you could watch the 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 podcast too. I'm sure it's, I'm sure there's a video version, uh, or at least an audio version because it is a literal podcast. So there's gotta be some kind of sound at least. And Tlaib, basically he was saying that the, that the Rams, it was Sean McVay specifically that he, he like didn't like the way that McVay handled any of that, that he, you know, he, uh, that Sean told him he was going to put him on IR and he's like, what for broken ribs? What do you mean? He's like, yeah, well, we don't, we don't know your body. We don't know how you're going to respond to this. And he was also, you know, pretty old at the time. So uh, he got mad about that. And then, I mean, the Rams traded away Akib Tlaib to, for the cap space. Very similar to Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters was getting burnt all, he was either, either getting an interception, which I mean, he had what, five in his time as a Ram, I think he was either doing that and, and being all super cocky and, you know, doing, doing that stuff or he was getting burned. Either or. There was never like an average play from Marcus Peters. It was either incredible or he is, you look back at him and he's, he's got his arms up looking at another player. Bro, maybe you blew the coverage. All right. Maybe. I know when John Johnson blew the coverage, he pointed at himself. I know that much. Marcus Peters never did that. So yeah, you felt disrespected. Good. <laughs> Keep believe felt like you were kicked off the team. Good. Get out of here. You don't come back at us and say all this stuff when when you guys are the ones that weren't performing, man. Marcus Peters, it was a better move for the Rams to go from Peters to Jalen Ramsey. Without a doubt. I don't think anybody can argue that. Akeem Tlaib, he was old when he showed up. I didn't think that the it was really a need. But of course, the Rams didn't give up a lot to get him from the Denver Broncos. So he kind of followed Wade, I think, a little bit there. So, hey, it's whatever. Move on then, guys. <laughs> move on. It was a couple years ago, guys. It's time to move on. Living in your head rent-free. Let's talk about these UDFAs before we get into our uh, our draft selections. Because what, what we're doing with our draft selections, guys, I'll let you guys know, is uh, we'll be talking about the, the guy that we drafted each, each spot, and then just kind of just a little bit about them. I'm going to give you an impact level, a scale of 1 to 10, on how big of an impact I think these guys will have this season. And then I also have a scale, 1 to 10, an impact rating for next season. And they are basically all different. I think I've got one that is, oh no, two. Three. Three that are the same. <laughs> and uh, and the the rest alter, but you guys will see that. So uh, UDFAs, I don't have a lot on these guys right now uh, because 
really because I was I was more worried about our draft selections. So we'll get into uh, more of these UDFAs as the offseason goes on. It's not going to be just a thing where I just give you guys like, uh, we signed this guy and he, he's from here and he did this. That's super boring and whack, so I'm not going to be a part of that life. But what we will do right now is we will talk about where these guys came from and just who they are. So, And the positions, of course, uh, that's important. And we'll kind of, yeah. Safety. Uh, Javon Grant out of Merrimack. And this one uh, this one just makes sense. Depth at safety, just it just checks out. Rams did sign three uh, UDFA undrafted free agents uh, at the safety position. The next one here on my list is wide receiver Landon Akers out of Iowa State. Hearing good things, haven't looked him up myself yet. So I'm hearing good things from people who are basically Iowa State fans. And hey, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all, man. If if you guys know something about these guys that you guys think I need to know about, or I think you guys think I need to to mention, let me know. And yeah, we'll talk about it. Or or feel free to drop your fan quesos. We'll we'll bring those back next week. I'll be out of Facebook jail uh, because I'm apparently the John Wick of Facebook, and they're not about that life. So uh, drop your fan quesos if you guys got something about one of these guys specifically. I will try to find as much information as I can for you. Uh, or if you just have any other uh, general Rams questions, we'll get those answered for you. But hearing good things about Landon Akers, the wide receiver out of Iowa State. Next up is offensive lineman Alaric Jackson from Canada. And this one I'm hearing a lot about, actually. This is the name that I've seen pop up the most out of all of the Rams UDFAs. And it kind of sounds like, again, I have not looked at myself but it kind of sounds like this guy's got a real shot to make this roster as a UDFA. And if there had to be one guy on this UDFA list, probably Alaric Jackson that is uh, the guy that makes the team out of, out of the great white north, which is awesome also. That's like my favorite. You go from Canada to L.A. though, man. What a culture shock, huh? <laughs> That's going to be fun. Next up, safety Troy Warner out of BYU. Have not heard anything on Troy Warner yet, so that's why he's going to be one of my first ones I look into. The guys that I don't know anything about are the ones that I'll kind of look into a little bit uh, first, just because I, I want to know who's on the squad, all right? And then uh, hopefully we get rookie numbers soon, too. That would be cool. And then I still don't have word on the new uniform release date. We're, we're keeping up on that. I promise we're keeping up on it. I have not heard yet. If you guys hear anything, please drop a comment. I see the comments. Uh, I'm just a busy guy, so sometimes I don't check them. And I'm also a terrible responder. If you guys have my number or try to send me messages and stuff like that, you probably already know that. Uh, next up here is going to be cornerback Bronte Harris out of UAB. So that's a, a UAB. I mean, that's a weird school. They have had a little bit of an interesting history with their football program. Uh, but Bronte Harris, I don't know much about Bronte. Uh, so we'll be looking him up as well. So the corner, that spot gets a little bit deeper. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for our, for our corners this year. It, this is the first time that we actually, I think we're going to see some guys that we haven't really seen. David Long and... You know stuff like that is that we'll we'll get some eyeballs on on some of these guys a little bit that uh, that we haven't really seen a whole lot of. And last year without a preseason, that would have been a time to see these guys. So I'm excited for the preseason. I'm pumped for preseason guys. I love the preseason though because we get to see guys like this out on the field. We get to see those possible hidden gems. You know, we'll never know for sure if in the 2020 season there was a guy that had all of the makings to be an absolute stud in this league but didn't get a preseason, so he didn't really get to showcase it against other teams only in practice, and maybe it wasn't enough. That's unfortunate. It happens, though. Um, but that's... I, I think about that a lot, of like, <laughs> of like, like, oh, man, who knows if, if somebody would have been super sick last year. Maybe maybe they were on our team. I have no idea. 
Uh, next one here is going to be wide receiver Jeremiah Jeremiah Hadel out of Texas State. And uh, Hadel is joining a very deep group, and it's going to be very difficult for him to make this squad. But hey, it, it's up for anybody to take. It, it, there's no, you know, they don't look at just names and numbers to, to see who makes the team. They look at what you're doing out there. And of course, the numbers that they do look at are contract numbers. So UDFA, the plus that he has there is a low cap number uh, that would be able to help him out making the team. Next up, safety Paris Ford out of Pitt. So, of course, he didn't play with Aaron Donald. That would have been that would have been way too much time in college. Would have been looking like my high school years. So, uh, Paris Ford joining the LA Rams defense at safety. Those are your three safeties. Uh, Javon Grant, Troy Warner, and Paris Ford. That kind of joined what I like to think is a deep group. But, you know, we'll see how it unfolds. I, I'm already calling that Taylor Rapp is going to be a cut. I think that he, I don't think he's improved. Of course, we want to see him in preseason, but last year he didn't He didn't make a jump from year one to year two. If anything, I want to say maybe got worse. He just didn't really look that good to me. So we'll see if he can keep on developing or what he spent this offseason doing, but last year was not impressed. Uh, so yeah, and then you got uh, Jordan Fuller, and then uh, you got Burgess as well. So uh, that that's... I like to think it's a it's a pretty deep group, and Fuller and Burgess are, are my pick for starters now that John Johnson is a Cleveland Brown. Next on the list here is guard Jordan Meredith out of Western Kentucky. So, uh, yeah, adding to that, that offensive line, of course, the Rams did not draft any offensive linemen, so uh, going to the UDFA pool makes a lot of sense in this case, but we'll see as far as the depth goes. Uh, anybody joining has a chance to, to make the roster on the offensive line. But I also, I, I've, I've been here all off season talking about, I don't think this offensive line is nearly as bad as other people think it is. I, if I had to guess the starters from left to right today, I would say Andrew Whitworth, Austin Corbett, Brian Allen, and then we'll go, I, I will probably note boom. And then Havenstein is really like Edwards can start, though. I, I like Evans a lot, even though he played awful against Green Bay. Uh, I think Coleman Shelton can start at center. I think Austin Corbett can start at center. We know Noteboom can push outside and play either tackle spot. So, I don't know. I like our offensive line. And, and the Rams not drafting a wide receiver, while it did surprise me based on the conversations, it was like, okay, well, hey, maybe they feel like I did. Like, I, they, they, we didn't really need offensive linemen let's get faster let's you know let's let's load up other places that we can so uh next is offensive lineman max roberts out of boston college this one jumped out to me i went to high school with a guy named max roberts so i was like wait a second it's <laughs> like wait how old am i um no it turns out i'm almost 30 and it's the worst ever so it's not the same guy uh but out of boston college so adding to the linebacker group yeah, this is going to be a, a tough make for him uh to make this roster but i mean it's not necessarily a strong, uh, a strong group of offensive linemen the Rams have, but it's a pretty deep group. And, uh, you know, I, I like guys like Terrell Lewis. I like Oboe a lot. So, I mean, there, there's some competition there. And we know that uh, Leonard Floyd's not going anywhere. And then last one here on the list is going to be defensive tackle George Silvanic out of Air Force. An actual local boy from myself, which is really cool. He, he grew up in Monument, Colorado, went to Lewis Palmer High School. I was just at Lewis Palmer High School like two weeks ago, I think it was. And uh, yeah, it was it, it, Monument. I'm, I'm up there all the time for work and stuff like that. I'm all over this area. Colorado Springs, Fountain, Falcon, Pueblo. CSU Pueblo is where Morgan Fox went to school, but Fountain is where he's from. So uh, like 
this whole zone I'm comfortable with. And Monument is it's a it's kind of the posh part of town, to be honest. I mean, it's 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 got, it's got the gorgeous houses and the fancy schools, and you know everybody's getting dropped off in a Lexus and stuff like that. So it's a it's a little posh up there, and they're a little bit. A little no, their noses are a little higher than everywhere else, but it's beautiful up there, and uh, they get they get absolutely wrecked with snow. But Sylvanic, he did go to Air Force too, which is awesome because that's that's double local. Not only is he from Monument, which is in the same county that I live in, it's like twenty minutes up the road, maybe. Oh, if it's clear traffic, otherwise it's like forty five. Uh, but uh, Air Force is my local college football team out of Colorado Springs. They're on the north end of Colorado Springs, just south of Monument. Uh, we were there, me and my buddy, last time I was there actually was for the the LA Kings and Colorado Avalanche game that was uh, the stadium series game. That was awesome. Great time. Great time. Holy moly, what a time. Some guy died. I don't know. That, that, that's not what made it great, of course, but but it was just, I mean, it was a hell of a night. I'll tell you that much. At Kings won, unfortunately. Go Avs, but uh, either way. Sylvanic, We'll get back on Sylvanic. Uh, I actually don't know a whole lot about this guy, although I have watched plenty of Air Force games, so I'm, I'm wondering if I'm just kind of like, if there's just some kind of mental block happening right now where I'm not putting it together that that's the guy that I was watching because uh, Air Force, uh, not like super NFL team or anything like that. Like, it's a pretty small stadium. It's, you know, it's, it's on the Air Force Academy out here. Nothing too crazy. That's actually where the Rams practiced. Uh, that was 2000. Was that 2018? That the year of the Chiefs game. The Rams practiced out here for that year. It was awesome. It was so, so cool. Yeah, just having the Rams out here in my backyard all week. It was so so cool. Anyway, those are your uh, UDFA's. If I missed anybody, please drop them. Uh, the the list kind of fluctuates, and it every year it's a different number, and you don't have to sign a certain amount or anything like that. But uh, if I missed anybody, first of all, I apologize, and second of all, drop them so that we can talk about them, all right? We'll we'll get some of that stuff going. So the guys that we'll, we'll probably take a look at first is, is going to be uh, probably Troy Warner, Bronte Harris, uh, probably Max Roberts, and I want to check out George Silvanic and make sure that, that our local boy, my local boy, not ours, unless you're from here, but... Yeah, rooting for the local boy for sure. Uh, especially that we lost Morgan Fox to the Carolina Panthers. I think you know. I, I want so I want a local guy back. I need that. Uh, next up, uh, we'll go with uh, yeah. We'll just go with some transactions on the other half. We'll go to uh, we'll get the, the these draft these draft guys in. Uh, but our transactions, the Rams did claim linebacker John Daka off of waivers from the New York Jets. He was a UDFA in twenty twenty to the Baltimore Ravens. Was cut after preseason if we can call it that but right before the season and then he did sign with the Jets to a futures contract he was waived on Monday and he becomes the he is the first Zambian player in uh, the entire NFL he has yet to play in a game so maybe he can be the first Zambian player to play in a game for your LA Rams uh, and then also the Rams did sign uh, right tackle Max Percher and he is Italian so, you know, he probably is crushing it at some of those restaurants over there out in L.A. Uh, I'm sure there's some awesome Italian restaurants out there. I love Italian, by the way, guys. If you guys have, like, L.A. recommendations for an Italian spot, I'm going this year. I don't care. I'm so sick of waiting. I'm just going to go and uh, check out SoFi and, and catch a game. So we need to do that. And let me know some Italian restaurants. We'll go check them out. Uh, he comes to the Rams through the NFL's International Player Pathway Program. So if you guys want more information on that, uh, I didn't really want to go too deep into it. 
it's just kind of an interesting program. Uh, spoiler alert, actually. Well, not I don't know if that's a spoiler alert. I guess confession time. I don't know a whole lot about that program. Um, but I do know that it is a way where, uh, so, where I mean, international player pathway program. It's a, it, it is a way for international players to have a pathway to the NFL. <laughs> like, you know, that's uh, that makes the, the most sense to me. But uh, either way, Italian guy, Max Percher coming in. Or it's probably pronounced different, honestly. I don't know, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, Daka and Percher are your new uh, Rams as far as the signees go. And yeah, on the other side of this, uh, we'll just go a quick break. And on the other side, we're going to be talking about these Rams draft picks. We've got not only their names, their overall selection, but also impact scales. How big of an impact are they going to have on the 2021 NFL season for the LA Rams? And how big of an impact are they going to have on the 2022 season? We'll talk about all of that next. And welcome back in. So uh, before we get into our draft evaluations here, I do want to just shout out uh, Shaw's Customs one more time. That deal is over, by the way, with no more no more percentages off for Ram Showcase listeners. I'm sure we'll bring it back around, but not anymore right now. You missed your window, guys, all right? But there will be links in uh, in the description of wherever you can hear me. There will be links in there. Uh, on how you can find Shaw's Customs to get some sick decals, all right? So uh, he all, he's also made some of my stuff here, my my beer mug over here, my Ram Showcase beer mug. i got a L.A. Rams little shot glass over here. I've got a face mask back here on one of my helmets that says Ram Showcase, courtesy of Josh from Shaw's Customs, who's awesome, by the way, guys. And yeah, I don't know if if you would want me saying this, but his wife's a Seahawks fan, and that's my least favorite part of Josh. <laughs> <laughs> but she's really cool too though so it's, it's it's one of those where it's like ah, i don't know i don't know i don't know but either way uh if you guys are uh wanting some decals wanting some vinyl uh then then hit up josh that's that's the one that you need to do all right so we got these new sets coming out from josh and uh before i make my commercial because i still have yet to do that um we're, we're getting there we're making progress uh but the these decals that uh we have which are super cool. We'll put them up somewhere. Uh, so these ones, uh, just a, you can get them whatever color. I, I choose the yellow because yellow is my favorite color. Uh, but you could do the black. Uh, I want to say he does white as well. Maybe blue too. Maybe Josh. I don't know actually. Uh, but yeah, that's a, with the LA logo. You got the the Ram head logo on this one. But that's not where it stops. You got throwback logo. Throwback logo. Throwback logo. Throwback logo, throwback. Well, this is actually a fake logo, but it's still pretty cool. It's still a Ram. Let's go. <laughs> it's like a fan logo, I think. Actually, no, no, that is real. Uh, I lied, guys. I'm a liar. But uh, either way, man, these guys, oh, man, these are super cool. Uh, I like that one a lot. The throwback, that Ram head, the old skeleton Ram head. And, of course, the snail. You got to love the snail. Uh, but the ones that will be going on the uh, patrol car, the Sheriff Joe Beggs car, my Civic, uh, is, <laughs> it's going to be these two right here, the new ones. I try to stay as up to date as I can with uh, the logos and stuff. So that's what we'll be going on there. But then I will get these other ones placed other places and it's going to be some good stuff. Make sure you guys, you, they're selling by the set. I don't have my phone right now, so I can't remember the price. I want to say he's doing like a deal right now for 10 bucks and I'm not going to go super into it. It's not my business to share, but I can guarantee you guys that all of the proceeds for that one are going to a very good cause. All right, there's some uh, some some things going on, and 
This money is going to go to something very positive. I'll tell you that much. It's not my business to tell. Uh, but either way, it's like 10 bucks for a whole set of them. You get the, you get every logo and that's awesome. And you can put them on all your stuff. All right. Um, <laughs> let's see what else. There was one other thing I wanted to talk about and now it's completely spacing my mind. So we're just going to go ahead and move on, I guess. But these are super cool, man. Thank you so much, Josh. Thank you so much. These are awesome. But yeah, uh, check check uh, the link in the description wherever you're listening to me or watching me. And uh, you can get over to Shaw's Customs and get that custom order. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure if you wanted to, I'm sure he'll let you do Ram Showcase logos. If you need some Ram Showcase stuff, which you do, first of all, uh, I'm sure he'll let you do it. Just got to ask nicely. And tell him Sheriff Jobag sent you. You won't get a deal or anything, but he'll get a kick out of it. All right, let's take a look at the 2021 LA Rams draft class. And what we're doing here, like I said before, is we're going to to talk about these guys, give a little bit about them, but then also the main part here, my main focus, is the impact scale. And what that means is what kind of impact are these guys going to have on this season for the LA Rams? What impact are they going to have next season? Because the draft grades are BS, all right? As much as I hate mock drafts, Draft grades immediately after the draft ends is the dumbest thing in the universe to me. According to draft grades, 80% of the NFL had a B- minus or better draft. Do you really think that's true? Do you really think that 80% of NFL teams had an above-average draft where most of these guys are going to contribute long-term? No! Not even at all! So, either way, <laughs> that's a hate, hate draft grades. We'll not do draft grades because we're not going to just kill time. That's that's what that is. It's a time killer. That's not what I'm about. All right. Mock drafts at least give us something to like bounce off of, like talk about needs and stuff like that. Draft grades are bogus. All right. If, you know what? We'll what, what we can do if anybody has some interest. We'll grade we'll grade drafts from years ago. We'll go back and grade like the 14 draft, the 15 draft, the 16 draft. We can go back and look at the golf draft. I think that would be really interesting. Actually, I think I'll just. I think I talked myself into it. I don't even think you guys have to tell me. I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> we'll go back and, dra- and grade old drafts. Maybe we'll even go back to like 2010, maybe the Bradford draft. Maybe we'll do that. I think that'll be fun. Anyway, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, the Rams, uh, with their first selection in the 2021 NFL draft, at 57 overall, the Rams took wide receiver Tutu Atwell from Louisville. And his real name is Terrius. Uh, Junior, actually, that's his dad's name as well. He did uh, get the nickname of Tutu. And I'll be honest with you guys. I don't have any right now. I don't have any right now. Maybe we can get some. There's got to be some fantasy football team names that reside here, right? I mean, that's just kind of how this works, right? Like, we're clever enough as a people that we can come up with something good for Tutu. I mean, it's probably going to be a little bit corny and ballerina related. I mean, why not? It's... His name is Tutu, you know what I mean? So, uh, but uh, his real name is Chaterius. Like I said, that's his father's name as well. So he is a junior. He's been called the Deshaun Jackson Jr. by Rams head coach Sean McVay. He plays very fast in space, but he also plays really well in tight spaces. So it was, it was watching his stuff. It was kind of like, it's like, yeah, I mean, he plays great in space. He's got great vision when he's at full speed and he's able to, to maneuver as he's still going full speed. But also when it's when it's tight, he's able to to use that vision as well and wiggle through. And I love it. I'm I'm about it. I think Tutu is actually, you know, I, I had mentioned Tutu, but I was actually on a I, 
it was the Rough Cut Sportscast. If you guys haven't checked that out on YouTube, those guys are awesome. Uh, the Facebook is where they go live and stuff too. But the the Rough Cut Sportscast, super cool dudes. Uh, they went to the same. They they're going to the same school that I graduated from. So super super awesome guys, and they are nailing this. Uh, they're gonna do. They're gonna do very well. They're gonna do much better than me, <laughs> and that's okay with me because uh, I like to to consume their content as well. But I was watching with them. I had mentioned Tutu's name in a comment, like as the Rams were about to come up, because yeah, I I I can't remember the uh, offensive lineman that I had picked out that I thought that the Rams were going to go with, uh, but I was like, hey, I, but I also wouldn't be surprised to see a wide receiver here. Tutu makes sense. There was a there was a couple other names that I put out. It's like these guys would make sense too, and they were like, nah, they're not going wide receiver, especially with their first pick. And then Tutu Atwell was like, yeah, well, I named him, so that's uh, another win for the for the Joe Damas. Uh, but he, like I said, plays plays very well in space, but also plays very well in tight spaces. That's really cool to see. I think that he could be seeing it kick returner and punt returner, depending on what Deshaun Jackson's role is going to be on this team this year. Uh, but what I love about Tutu in this sense specifically is how fast he he decides which hole he wants to hit and goes north. All right, it's very minimal dancing. Very not Tavon in the way that he does punt returns. He catches the ball. He might take a little bit of a step here, a little bit of a step there, but it's north after that. Not this dancing around. Let's go back a little bit. Let's cut it back around. Oh, this closed off, so let's let's try to make something happen. No, he he kind of will he'll catch the ball, he sees the field, and goes. And I love that. So for that reason, I really do think that he could be the Rams kick returner or punt returner this season uh he's also uh for his size he, he also does a, a great job at avoiding the big hit he's not a very big guy but he does a great job at avoiding the big hit and even when i've seen him get kind of blasted a little bit he pops right back up he's got that jared goff kind of uh you know where he gets wrecked and just just bounces back up that's one thing i always loved about jared too uh but tutus that way uh, has been at louisville at least so hopefully that continues into the NFL. He reads blocks really well on jet sweeps as well. And I want to say, I don't actually know, but I want to say that this is a big reason that he actually became a Ram and that Sean McVay was seeing what he was doing on those sweeps and those little, what was those little pop passes or whatever? Like, that's not what it's called. What am I thinking of? It's like the quarterback basically uh, catches it, just like drops it. <laughs> I don't know why that's blanking on me. It doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, he's got great vision on those. So he gets the ball and then the way that he's able to, to kind of, locate the corner and attack it i i like that i like that ability to to get around that corner he's very very fast on that on those uh especially i have his impact level a little bit lower than maybe some others do and a big part of that is the rams depth chart at the wide receiver position we know it robert woods cooper cup deshaun jackson and van jefferson and so tutu comes in to that crew right there uh, that also has guys like Simba, who are kind of in that same role as Tutu, but I would say Tutu is more talented. Uh, but I, I think I put his impact level at six. I, I don't think he gets out there a lot. I, I, I don't know if we see him too much on offense. Van Jefferson is still talked up by guys like Sean McVay, but he didn't even get out there that much on offense. Of course, the Rams did have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Josh Reynolds last year as well, but but Jefferson just didn't get out there. So, uh, well, I'm not sure he's going to get out there that, that much either. And I, I think that his main role on this team this year would be possibly punt returner. Uh, and and it, like I said, depending on what that Deshaun Jackson role is going to look like. For the 2022 season, I have his impact level jumping up just a little bit to seven. 
And that is because I think that we'll see this year. It's like, okay, no, this guy's actually pretty quick and he moves real fast and he can, he can get this done. We need to put him out on offense. I think that's just kind of the path that happens with uh, Tutu Atwell. And I think over time, I think he becomes more involved in the offense and uh, becomes a big, a bigger impact over time. But this year, I don't expect a huge showing by Tutu Atwell. Uh, next pick here was the 103 overall selection linebacker Ernest Jones out of South Carolina. Very high motor. That jumps off of the screen. If you guys are watching stuff like I am and not just highlights, if you guys are just watching highlights, you're doing it wrong. You need to go watch teams. So type in Ernest Jones, no A, and just verses. And then you'll probably get a list of some games that he's played in where you can actually watch those. And like 2-2's got a bunch of good videos too where it's like every snap. So not even when he was just... Not even when he was targeted, it was just his snaps. Every time he was out on the field, you can see him and what he does, and that's really where you're going to get the most information. Uh, if you guys are, if you guys are into that kind of thing, otherwise you can just listen to guys like me talk about it. But hey, very high motor that jumps off the screen. He looks like a Rams linebacker, and I literally wrote in parentheses here whatever that means because I don't really know what that means. But even just his body type, he looks like. He looks like he's built like Micah Kaiser and Kenny Young and Troy Reader. Like, he just looks like a Rams linebacker to me. I don't know if that makes any sense. None at all. Uh, but I would say he likely rotates with those guys, with Micah Kaiser, Troy Reader, and Kenny Young. I think he just kind of fits in, and we see him a little bit. We, we see him on the sideline a little bit. We probably see a lot more of Kaiser and Young and Reader even. Uh, but I do think that Jones Jones gets in that. Uh, I, I have his impact pretty low. I think we see him as a special teams guy mostly this season. Uh, so I have his impact level at a four for the 2021 season. But that's really because we've, we've got that rotation going right now. And I don't think he gets out there. He's not like a full-time starter day one. So for the 2022 season, I've got his impact level at a seven. I think that this is a guy who can come in. And if he can keep that motor and keep progressing, it's I, I hate that we don't have Joe Barry to coach him up. But if he can keep that kind of energy going, I think he could unseat somebody like a Troy Reader or even a Kenny Young. Uh, Micah Kaiser is in that too. I, I kind of have Kaiser on this pedestal, I realize, but I like Kaiser though. Um, but yeah, I got him going from a four to a seven over his uh, one, year one to year two. Next one here is going to be overall pick number 117, defensive tackle Bobby Brown III from Texas A&M. And if you guys watch this show pretty regularly, you guys will know that I am a Texas A&M fan. I am very open about the fact that these are the guys that I know most things about. I didn't even look up any of his stuff. I watched all of his games. I know Bobby Brown. All right. I know this guy. I've seen him play plenty of times. Uh, I, I like this guy a lot. And it's it's he's one of those players, though, that all through college. Well, I guess mainly these last two years, but he was he was getting doubled and tripled a lot because he was that dominant. So that is that bodes really well for him, because I think if he's coming from a situation from the SEC, we're going against really, really good offensive linemen like uh, like like Alabama's got and uh, LSU's got. So he's going against really talented offensive lines and is getting doubled. You know, that that tells me something good. And he is about ready to soak up everything he can from A.D. He's been very open about that, that he is going to take in everything he can from Aaron Donald. Uh, so he is very, very talented but raw. Okay. He's got a lot of work to do, but I think that he's in a good spot to be able to do it now with some coaching and maybe some help from AD. Okay. I think he could, I think he's got the potential to be a very, very good defensive tackle in the NFL. If he stays focused, he can be very, very good at this game in the NFL at the NFL level. 
He has had games where he's disappeared. It kind of feels a little schematic, but maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe there's just games where he, he was just having a, a, a rough time. You know what I mean? So it's, it, that one, I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't know his personal life. I just see what he does on the football field every week. But yeah, he's had he's had games where he disappeared. He's also, though, this is one thing that's uh that, that's been beneficial. He's a block eater. Like I said, he was getting doubled and tripled. That was opening some stuff up for some other guys out on the uh, out on the field. So uh, th- this could be the new Brock. Maybe that's why he was brought here. Maybe he was that th- that guy to to eat the the blockers because that's what Michael Brockers did was eat blockers. And you know he never really became a stat guy. But I mean anybody who really pays attention and, and really was watching what Aaron Donald was doing and some of those edge rushers and stuff. Like, Michael Brockers was on purpose just sucking up blocks. Hey, and that's, I mean, that's not something that gets you talked about by the fans, but that's something your coaches absolutely notice and uh, get you paid. So, uh, for his impact level, because I, I have the Rams starters at, on the defensive line as Sebastian Joseph Day, Ashawn Robinson, and Aaron Donald, I'm putting his impact level this year as a six. I think what helps him is the fact that Brockers and Morgan Fox both left on the defensive line. So there is some openings there for him to get in on a rotation. But I think this guy is going to be very good. And I think that this guy is the the one that that possibly takes over that Ashawn Robinson. And maybe Ashawn is out. Maybe he's the odd man out after next year. So I've got his impact jumping up to eight. Next uh, number on the list here is going to be 130 overall. That is cornerback. Robert Rochelle out of Central Arkansas, which I don't even know if I knew existed before uh, Mr. Rochelle was drafted by the LA Rams, but he's got all the building blocks, man. He's he's physical. Uh, he, he he physical, man. That's that's really what I've noticed is is his physicality. He's pretty aggressive. Uh, he plays the ball really well also. Um, but uh, uh, another one is like, I really wish we had Aubrey Pleasant to coach this guy, because if if Aubrey Pleasant was here coaching this guy up. I would feel really good about it because of his play style. He he's already said that he's tries he tries to model his game after Jalen Ramsey. So if we had a guy like Pleasant to to refine that, oh man, that'd be super crispy. But unfortunately, Aubrey Pleasant is not here, and uh, Rochelle will just have to uh, he'll just have to watch Ramsey in practice. I guess that's okay, you know. And we have good coaches anyway. We're, you know, uh, Raheem Morris I think is going to be an underrated uh, hire by the Rams. I think that's going to actually be that that could be pretty decent. So uh, he is probably already our CB4, if not our CB3 uh, over David Long even. So uh, I, I think he's got, he's got the tools to be, you know, Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams, Rochelle, right there. I, I think it's very possible. Uh, so his impact level, I think that he does get a lot of playing time this year. I'm going to put him as an eight. And that's really because I think he's got the physical traits to get above David Long Jr. on the depth chart. And I, I'm keeping his impact level at eight for the 2022 season because that's already pretty high <laughs> and I want to see what he does out there first. So, uh, and of course, like over time, we'll kind of see how this all unfolds and, and trust me guys, not all of my ratings are very high. We'll get to some that are pretty low and maybe, maybe a surprise to some people, but yeah, we'll get there. Uh, next one here is going to be tight end slash wide receiver. Technically Jacob Harris out of UCF was the 141st overall pick by your Los Angeles Rams, and he could play wide receiver, will most likely serve as a tight end under that Sean McVay offense. It just kind of fits in that way. He's got a very Tyler Higby play style, but maybe a little bit more athletic. So I think that, that him, like if, if they swapped jerseys, 
I don't know if we would know. You know what I mean? Like if if we had to just see them from afar and just see them play, they play very similar. Like Tyler Higby, years into the NFL, plays very much like Jacob Harris, first year in the NFL, only has played in college. You know what I mean? So, uh, well, I mean before college too, but that's his highest level so far as college at UCF. So this is actually my pick for Rams Rookie of the Year. I think that this guy has the ability to have not only a, a, a good amount of snaps in this Rams offense, but I think he has a pretty big impact on this Rams offense as well. Um, but I'll, he's my he's my pick for Rams Rookie of the Year. I have his impact rating as an 8, and his 2022 rating as an 8 as well, and that's simply because I think he gets playing time. I think that this guy has more snaps than any other rookie that the Rams have taken uh, this, this year. And for that reason, I think it's going to be... A, Mainly a default pick for Rookie of the Year, but I think he's going to kind of slip in a little bit to that Gerald Everett role a little bit. So uh, I'm excited to see what Jacob Harris does. Kids baller, kids loves football, and hey, you can't go wrong with that usually, all right? Next one here is going to be an edge rusher, Ernest Brown the fourth, well, 174th overall pick. And this one, uh, this I, I like this pick, but um, I, I'm really, really curious to see him in preseason. Because he's pretty raw. He's got a he's got a very high motor, and he's got a very Leonard Floyd play style. I compared Jacob Harris to Tyler Higby. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna compare Ernest Brown, our second Ernest and our second Brown. That's kind of weird, huh? Uh, but I, I'm gonna compare his play style to that Leonard Floyd role uh, that I think he could, he could kind of develop into. And for Ernest Brown, I think he's got a real shot to become a a big a bigger rotational guy. Maybe more so than Ernest Jones, but I don't actually know that. I'm really pumped to see those two specifically in preseason. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. But he will disrupt the run plays uh, and allow others to to make the tackle, and that's one thing I like uh, as well. Kind of that that block eater kind of style. He'll just kind of come in and just crash run plays. He'll just like the the play will start and you see you know typically if you're a linebacker in that in that spot and you see like all the offensive linemen shift this way you know at you or something like that it's like hey probably zone run just blow it up you know and he's got the ability to do that which I I like a lot and you see it many times in um in in his in his snaps when you're watching his stuff you see it a lot where he just he just lights it up and he does, he's not necessarily hitting holes to just just make the tackle he's he's just eating blocks he's just blowing up the 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 run scheme the the assignments he's just lighting them up and letting other people make plays and hey you can't go wrong with that really uh so uh yeah he reads the lines blocks really well that's a, that's the comment that i made he reads those blocks really well and then he's able to attack whether it's to to eat that blocker or to to make a move and, and get a tackle so for his impact rating because linebacker is a high rotational spot for the rams i have it at a seven next year i put it at an eight because i think that this guy has the high motor much like Jones, where he could become a pretty hefty participant in this Rams defense. And honestly, having Jones and Brown, the fourth, come in, that's that's almost like, oh, okay, so Terrell Lewis may not be as good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we may think he's better than the coaches think he is kind of thing. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it unfolds. I know I say that line all the time, but we will see. Next one here is going to be running back Jake Funk out of Maryland at the 233rd overall selection. So the Rams got the Funk. His work as I'm not going to make a bunch of Funk jokes, but there will be Funk jokes. I mean, if this guy makes the team, then, I mean, that also has to factor into fantasy football team names. It has to. 
But Jake Funk, work ethic. That's the very first thing that you can tell about this kid at all. And, you know, that's that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all is the, it jumps out to you. You know, when you when you hear him talk, when you watch him play, it's like, oh, this kid, this kid's one of those guys. You know, I mean, he's a he's a worker. You know, if he wasn't playing football, he'd probably be, you know, doing construction or other manly stuff. I don't know what men do. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but. His work ethic is absolutely there. I'm not sure if it's the number 34 that he wears or that he wore in Maryland, but he's got mad Chase Reynolds vibes to me. But he's a little quicker, and I think he's a little bit more athletic than that Chase Reynolds uh, <laughs> that Chase Reynolds guy was. He's cool, man. He he actually signed this flag, the 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 old snail. He signed that one somewhere on there. I got a bunch of good ones on that one. Jared Goff, Rob Havenstein, Robert Quinn, Paul McRoberts, the best. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's got, he looks like Chase Reynolds, but he looks like a more athletic version of Chase Reynolds. My money says two first down catches for Jake Funk from Johnny Hecker, uh, this season. That's, uh, that's going to be my guess is that Hecker throws two fakes to Funk, uh, this year. Cause we're hopefully by, according to the words of Joe D new special teams coordinator, uh, the, the fakes are coming back. Uh, but the Funk likely caps at teams and that's what we're calling him by the way i've decided the funk uh i like the kid's work ethic he can keep progressing if he's really got a chance to uh to 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 show what he's got i think he's got that ability to maybe show out a little bit and he's got the work ethic to be able to put it together and, and get it done but i think he might he might cap at teams i've got his impact level for this season at three I don't think he's going to get ahead of Cam Akers. I don't think he's going to get ahead of Daryl uh, Henderson. So I think it, at best he could become RB3. And I think that really he's a special teams coordinator. I think we're going to see him blocking four punts, blocking four punt returns. I think we see him probably on the kick return team, probably on the kickoff team. That's, I think, where we see the funk this year. And I've also got him as a three the next year. But ultimately, I'm not sure how long he makes it. Uh, rooting for the kid because he's the work ethic. I, I respect the hell out of work ethic. There's too many lazy people in this world. And, you know, anybody who's willing to, to go bust their butt cheeks to get what they want has my respect right away. Uh, next one here is going to be wide receiver Ben Skoranek. And that is uh, the 249th overall selection. He feels like he caps out on teams as well. Um, my guess is we uh, see him on some jet sweeps in the preseason, and then he gets cut. Uh, they, it's nothing against this guy, but you know, watching his stuff was nothing really jumps out on on the screen. You know, uh, kid's got a little bit of a fire. He's a little quick, but ultimately, uh, it, and a big part of this is the fact that now we're looking at Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell. I think those five are really it. I think those are our guys right there. So I'm not sure if uh, good old Skoranek, if he's if he's got enough in him to to unseat any of those guys. I'm not sure if we bring in six, if we keep six. Didn't last year. I think it was last year that we kept seven. So so it's possible. But I, I've got his impact. Uh, well, to, to make this team, I, he may have to look better than Tutu and Van Jefferson. And is he? Is he even better than Simba? I, I'm not sure. Uh, we have to wait and see, of course, till preseason. I'm excited to see him out there, but ultimately I put his impact level for the 2021 season at a one. 
because I don't think he's going to have a very high impact if he does make the team. Uh, and for the 2022 season, I did put him at zero. I don't think he's going to be here at least that long. I would say at most, Skoranek, Ben Skoranek, I think he, at most he plays one season with the Rams and possibly practice squad. But that's where I see his cap at. Uh, next one here is going to be linebacker Chris Garrett, uh, the 252nd overall selection. And uh, did you see what he did to the lower level, which is where he came from? Uh, yeah, he dominated it. And that's exactly what you want to see from a guy coming from the lower level, where he just makes the rest of those dudes look like they're playing high school ball out there. And he did that, man. This guy's uh, he's, he's a pretty strong player, a pretty underrated player, in my opinion. I, I think small school stuff does hurt. Uh, in in some regards but uh dude dude dude's got dude's got some skills man i this is another one i put in all caps here why can't we have joe barry coaching this guy up man it's ah man i'm so stoked for joe barry being the defensive coordinator of the packers now but man he's a good coach and i ah god it sucks him losing him at linebacker coach and aubrey pleasant as our, our corners coach Ah oh, man, it just hurts because those are those guys are such talented coaches. I, it's like I mean I don't. It's one of those things where it's like a, like do we want to keep them and keep them at a low level just because we're kind of selfish or we don't let them spread their wings and fly? You know what I mean? So letting them go, I think that's the right move, but it still sucks. Uh, but why can't we have him coaching this guy, man? I think Chris Garrett with with a Joe Barry presence, I think that's gold right there. So it's unfortunate it's not going to happen. Uh, high motor though, and if he makes a team, he could absolutely become a mid to late season impact player. I think that as the season goes on, that's when we could see him probably around the week 13 mark, I think is when we would start seeing uh, Chris Garrett. If he can make this roster, which I think he can, uh, but also the Rams, uh, they have a lot of linebackers, so it's going to be tough to make that squad, but it's a lot of linebackers, but it's not a lot of like superstar linebackers. It's a lot of good linebackers, but if you're really talented, you could beat those guys out. So uh, we'll, we'll see what he does in this preseason for sure. And then the coaches will be seeing him all season as well. He looks like a guy who could actually bump down Lawler and Lewis uh, if he takes advantage of his positioning right now, which was on a which is on a sick defense, but is missing in a dope edge rusher opposite of Leonard Floyd. So uh, how many noodles do we have to whip at this wall until one of these sticks? All right. So obviously we got we got Ernest Jones. We got Ernest Brown. We got the Ernest's. And now we got Chris Garrett as well. And so, and then of course, Terrell Lewis, Obaniah Okoronkwo. These are all very good players, but how good? And are any of these guys going to rise above that? You know what I mean? Like we're whipping the noodles at these walls. One of them's got to stick, right? That's what five guys that I just named. Yes. Five guys. <laughs> I'm very good at counting. And one of those guys has to be some, somewhat of a starter, right? I mean, it's got to happen. So for Chris Garrett, I have his his impact rating uh, for this season. I put it at a five. I, I wanted to go middle of the road here because I, I really don't know what to expect from Chris Garrett. But everything I've seen from him, everything I've heard about him is Rams kind of stole this guy a little bit here at the back half, uh, back back end of the draft. I mean, two fifty two. We're very close to the end, but you know, it's the uh, the the vibe is that we we kind of stole him a little bit. So. So that's good stuff. But I put him at a five because, you know, he's he's a low pick and who knows what kind of impact he'll get. Who knows how much what kind of playing time this guy's going to get. That's a big thing right now. So uh, and then also for the 2022 season, I bumped him up to an eight because I think that if this guy can can progress and use that high motor and 
you know, if, if, if he can, you know, get a, ahead of guys like, you know, Terrell Lewis and possibly Oboe, possibly Brown and Jones, who were just selected before him, because uh, your draft positioning does not guarantee crap on the depth chart. Just because you were drafted high does not mean you start now. You know what I mean? That's and that's I like the way that the Rams do that. You know, just because just because you were our first pick in this class does not mean you're out there right away. It doesn't mean that. And also, I mean, this was kind of a depth draft for the Rams, and I think that they kind of hit those spots really well. I mean, you you pick up a tight end to play behind Higby. We lost Everett. You pick up a corner. We lost you know Troy Hill. So you got a guy that can play in that position who models his game after Jalen Ramsey. You get a defensive tackle after you lose. Michael Brockers and Morgan Fox. You get outside linebackers, a spot that you've kind of struggled with uh, the last couple of years. Wide receiver. We didn't need any of those, but we took a bunch. <laughs> uh, with I'm Jacob Harris. We'll we'll count that, but you know, and then uh, Skoranek as well. So a big part of that Skoranek stuff, because uh, I don't just want to bash the kid. That's not the goal at all. Uh, but a big part of that is, is I, I truly just think that. Um, I truly think that he's just hitting a very saturated market as an LA Rams wide receiver, and I don't think he makes the team. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that, those are your rooks, man. And uh, next week we'll bring back fan cases. Feel free to drop them. Sponsored by Shaw's Customs. If you guys have not yet, go check them out. Uh, Shaw's Customs. You can get some vinyls. You get some some sick beer mugs and stuff, and shot glasses, and masks. I he, uh, by the way, he watched the show where I told him I was like, I bet we could talk him into making T-shirts, and he was like, Yeah, we can do that. So hit them up, man. Hit them up. We'll do. I, I want to do Ram Showcase T-shirts. I think we'll just do that. And then uh, your vinyl pack as well. Make sure, like I said, uh, they're going to a very good cause. I don't, it's not my business to air, but uh, very good cause. And you guys can get, pick out your color there. Uh, pick out your set, man, and then decal up your your stuff because that's where it's at. We'll also, by the way, uh, oh man, I need to send that to you, Josh. We're getting our a custom Ram Showcase version of these as well where it'll say uh, Rams Showcase, and it'll have, well, could it say Los Angeles Rams? I don't know. Because my logo says Rams Showcase, so does it need to say that around it, too? I don't know. We'll figure something out. <laughs> no, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. We'll have to think about that one. Um, but, yeah, let's, uh, make sure you guys check out Shouse Customs. Drop your fan cases. We'll get back to that next week. We'll also be bringing back the rest of the West segment where we will start our rankings as well. If you guys need some more NFC West content, make sure you guys head over to the AZ Sports Fan YouTube channel because uh, once a week uh, we, we did miss two because of the draft and stuff like that. But Or yeah, maybe it was just the one. Did we miss the one? Maybe it was two. But, uh... The, some awesome dudes, Steezy A. Smith on there, and then we got uh, uh, CG, he's the Niners guy, Steezy's the, the CX guy, and then of course the AZ Sports fans are cards guy, and uh, we just talk about the NFC West, this this sick division right now, it's loaded with talent, and uh, it's been it's been an absolute blast, these guys are awesome, it's not a trash talk thing, I'm not about that life really, uh, I've made it a point, I, when I was asked to, to participate, I was like, as long as it's not a dumb trash talk thing, I don't want to be a part of that, <laughs> like, I'm so sick of that. It's so boring. It's just the same stuff. It's recycled and all boring. Uh, but we are over an hour on this episode now, so we're going to go ahead and wrap it on up and get out of here. Uh, but make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. 
But that is it for me. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the video, dislike the video, doesn't matter to me, whichever one you guys prefer. Whichever one's more accurate, honestly. Like, dislike, tell me I suck, tell me I'm awesome. Doesn't matter to me one bit. Alright, just do it. Just do it. Alright. Uh, but that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports Bowl Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening. And you guys have a great night. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.